Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Good morning, First Church, and guests and family that are listening in to us on the internet today and are here in, in the sanctuary with us. Uh, we have an exciting uh, time today. I think uh, that the Lord is here. We have a message that uh, is going to um, glorify the Lord this morning. So, welcome to First Church. My name is Marty Anderson. I'm the lay leader in the and a district certified lay servant in the United Methodist Church. I welcome everyone here today. Murder, racism, chaos, anarchy, rioting, burning, looting, destruction of public property, hate, defunding police forces. All these things are happening across our country right now. Does the world seem like a scary place to you? Are you afraid? What is the answer to these problems? Is it the US military, the National Guard, is the answer vigilante justice? Is it joining groups on social media and getting even? What is the answer? Well, there is an answer to these problems. It's Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Only Jesus can change the human heart. You see, all the problems I mentioned are problems of the human heart. Last week, Pastor Leslie sounded a warning. Our world is changing rapidly. America is changing with an upheaval, upheaval that we have not seen since I was a teenager in the 1960s. I totally agree with everything Pastor Leslie said. The very fabric of America is being shaken to its core. So I want to take a moment now and divert just a little bit away from my sermon and say something about racism. You can pass all the legislation and create all the laws you want. You might stop some of the raci racism that's out in the open, but until the human heart is changed by becoming a new creation through Jesus and having the Holy Spirit take over your life, then these problems will still remain. As Christians, we all know that all men are created equal by God and that racism in any form is disgusting and totally against God's word. We should be treating our black brothers and sisters in a way that expresses to them exactly what they are to us, our brothers and sisters. 
My wife Penny instinctively knows this and has chosen a method to reach out to these precious people. Whenever she encounters a black brother or a sister at the grocery store or anywhere, she will take the time to tell them, your life matters to me and to God. I love you and God loves you. One day last week we were eating at a restaurant and encountered a black family sitting near us. Penny made the effort to walk over to their table and say this encouraging phrase to them. Later on, as they were leaving, the young man in the family stopped by our table and said to Penny, I certainly appreciate what you said to us. It was very brave of you. Of course, Penny told him that she didn't consider it to be a brave thing to say, but a true statement of how she feels. This is a good example for all of us to follow by reaching out in that way. Now, I just wanted to say that this morning because of what is going on in America, but now I'm back to my sermon. There's much going on in our world today that we as Christians find shameful, such things as immorality, political movements that hijack good causes and wrongs that need to be righted, anarchy against our society, and attacks on the good things that God has helped us establish. Many people are wanting to tear our country down while not in any way honoring God for who he is. And for many blessings and the many blessings he has given us, as Christians we know that this is not at all what God has taught us in his world. The Bible teaches us that one day this church age will come to an end. The Bible also teaches us in Matthew 24, 36, that no one knows the day or the hour of the time of his return, but only the Father in heaven. Jesus says this about his return. When you see the fig tree sprouting leaves and putting forth green shoots, then you know that summer is near. There are many end-time prophecies in the book of Revelation. One is in the book of Daniel. Daniel 9, 24 through 27 says this, that before Jesus returns, Israel will build a third temple in Jerusalem, and they will return to temple worship. Well, guess what? It's not built yet, but did you know that they are secretly doing research in Jerusalem? right now on how to accomplish this. When it happens, it will be done quickly. Another prophecy is the four horsemen of the apocalypse spoken of in the book of Revelation. The four horsemen symbolize war, death, disease and famine, and a great conqueror, the Antichrist. I say three of the four horsemen are riding through our world today. Again, in Matthew 24, 6 through 8, Jesus says this, you're going to hear about wars, actual wars, and rumors of wars. Make sure you don't get alarmed. 
this is not this has got to happen but it doesn't mean that the end is coming yet therefore nation will rise against nation and kingdoms against each other there will be famines and earthquakes here and there all of this is just the start of the birth pangs no one can be sure where we are at this point in time but at some point God will bring an end to this church age. 2,000 years ago, Christ died on the cross and was resurrected from the dead. That sealed us in him forever. You are sealed. You are held. You are in Christ Jesus. When the church age ends, Christ will return for his church. Christ will come and take us home in the great rapture of the church. This will be the second resurrection. Thessalonians 4.16 describes it this way. Listen to this. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the trumpet and from the archangel, a trumpet from the archangel, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain will be caught up in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be fearless. You have nothing to fear. God did not give you a spirit of fear. You belong to Jesus. Romans 8, 35 through, 90, through 39 says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, shall distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or, pale, or peril, or sword? And it's written, for Jesus' sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted, accounted for as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from Christ. There will be a third resurrection. After we have joined Christ in the rapture, and after the great tribulation lasting three and a half years, and the final great battle takes place, all the remaining dead and living shall appear before God and are judged according to their works in the great white throne judgment. But you will not be there in the great white throne judgment. You will be with Jesus. Still, even then, many will be found in the book of life even at, during the tribulation time because there will be 144,000 Jewish evangelists preaching the word of God during this 
tribulation period and their names will be found in the book of life and they will be saved. But this is when, for those, this is it. For those who are not in Christ Jesus, for those names who were not written in the book of life like we are, then God will finally have his revenge. They will be cast into the lake of fire and tormented and judged for eternity. God will have his revenge one day, but we are his church. We are Christ's bride. And then, when that, after that happens, guess what? Heaven and earth become one. The new Jerusalem comes down from heaven, and that's a whole other sermon. But just remember, we win in the end. For us, so, what does this say? You know what it says? For us, God's got this. What's going on in America today? Be fearless. God's got this. Earlier we heard the great old song, Onward Christian Soldiers, actually written in 1865, just after the Civil War. The author of the song had seen all the great battles of the war take place. And he thought in his mind, what could we do if we were Christian soldiers fighting God's battles? And so he wrote the song. I believe that song is our rallying cry for this time in history. It's our time to be Christian soldiers. It's time to go to war. As soldiers, we will go to war against racism, anarchy, rioting, looting, burning, murdering, ungodliness, immorality, hate, basically all the things we see on the news today. When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, he sealed us as his own forever through eternity. So be a fearless warrior. Man and demons can do nothing to us. As the church age draws to a close, the Bible tells us Christians will be persecuted for their faith and even martyred. What is that to us? We belong to Jesus, not the world. If we are imprisoned, ridiculed or killed, we wear it as a badge of honor and a chance to be in ministry. If we are killed because we proclaim Christ, we will be immediately with him in glory. That's where I want to be. I'm calling us to be soldiers for Christ and calling us to arms. What kind of arms? Not the arms of the world not guns, not knives, not bombs, but a more powerful weapon than that. The arms of spiritual warfare. And guess what the basic weapon that you're issued in spiritual warfare? Prayer. The basic weapon and building block of spiritual warfare are your mighty prayers. 
The Bible says in James 5.16, the prayers of the righteous avail much. In Matthew 21 through 22, it says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. When you see anarchy, racism, hate, rioting, looting, immorality, and other ungodly acts immediately, right there, where you are, come against it in prayer. Cast it out and denounce it in the name of Jesus. Pray that perpetrators of these acts will come to know that Jesus becomes their Lord and Savior and claim them for Christ's kingdom. That's spiritual warfare. That's more powerful than bullets. Saving someone and bringing them to Christ brings them into heaven and not destroyed. The scripture that we were reading from this morning, Ephesians 6, 10 through, t through 13, establishes the fact that the Holy Spirit gives us armor, that we will defend ourselves Again, that will defend us in war. So I want to read a little further about that armor. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, that you may be able to resist the evil in the day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit. And with this in view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. That's a picture of you as a soldier for Christ. Onward, Christian soldiers. Be fearless. That's the armor that you will wear to defend you in this war. Our prayers are mighty weapons against the spiritual forces of darkness in this world. They can pull down strongholds. They can stop Satan in his tracks. Our prayers can come against the coronavirus and heal other diseases and sicknesses. We are fighting for revival that will sweep across our nation and the world and let them read what the Lord says in, in 2 Chronicles 7 through 14. This was a time when Israel, God's chosen people in the day, had rejected God and were turning from him. And there was anarchy. And there were, there were worshiping of idols. But listen to what God says, and it speaks to us this very day. And my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. 
we're going to fight for revival in this nation. And we're going to fight that this nation turns our eyes to the Lord. And he will heal our land. If Christians pray and fight to victory in God's army, then God will act. God wants all people to be saved. If we pray and fight for God's kingdom and lead people to Christ, then God will act and delay the end of the church age. Marty, how do you know that? I know that because that is exactly what's been, what God has been doing for the last 2,000 years. That's why I know it. Be fearless. Be God's soldiers. Fight for God and his kingdom and bring revival to America. It starts here. It starts now. Every revival started somewhere simple. It didn't start with a great, huge outpouring and a speech to the entire American people. It started right here, right now, in a small place. And that's where the next revival's going to start. Be a soldier for God's kingdom. Be fearless and bring revival to America. I'm finished with what I had to say today. But I want to give you an invitation. If you heard my words today, you want to be a part of the elected people that God saves that will be in that second resurrection. Your bodies will come and meet Christ in the air. If you're alive, we will join him in the clouds. If you die tomorrow, your spirit will be with Jesus immediately. And then on the second resurrection, that your time will come for your body to meet your spirit. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you think maybe that you did know him because you've gone to church, if you think that you're a good guy or a good person and God's going to have mercy on you, that's not what the Bible teaches us. You have to choose to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Not choosing is choosing. So I want to give you an invitation this morning to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're listening at home, on the internet, through live streaming, you listen to my words. I want everyone to repeat this simple prayer that I'm going to pray. I want everyone to repeat it because it makes it easy for anyone who wants to accept Christ to do so and pray this simple prayer and receive Christ today if everyone is doing it. Are you ready? Here we go. Confessing to God that I am a sinner and believing that the Lord Jesus Christ died for my sins on the cross and was raised for my justification. I do now receive and confess him as my personal Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you just prayed that prayer and you're accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, then you are saved. 
you are in that great resurrection. There's nothing that any man can do. There's no law that any man can pass. There is nothing any demon can do to take that away from you. It's a free gift. And you've accepted it today. Thank you, Lord Jesus.